Saludos, damas y caballeros, soy yo, Cristian Ramos, el Mike for Hire, el Puerto Rican Powerhouse, The Podcast Mercenary, aquí con otro estreno de Triple Mania, de Triple A Lucha Libre, 2021. Alright, so enough of that. So, um, this is Triple Mania from 2021. The, where do I start? Triple A is a whole different breed of wrestling. It's Lucha Libre which literally translates into freestyle wrestling. So Lucha Libre is an ancient art form that came from, I believe, don't quote me on this or don't kill me if I'm wrong. It came from essentially Aztec uh, battles of the death. Like they had these gladiator-like battles in ancient times and in ancient uh, societies of the old world. And they would also wear masks. So in sense, this is like the representation of warriors in battle and combat fighting for pride and for honor and all that stuff except no one has to die because this is obviously a show just like any other show you watch it's not legit uh fight to the death but it, that's where the history of lucha libre comes from it comes from historical battles and they're like let's make this into a professional wrestling show and that's what it is and watching mexican wrestling is so different than watching american wrestling or japanese wrestling or canadian wrestling or australian wrestling now listen wrestling pro wrestling in general is different in every continent you go to it's not exactly the same and that's not a bad thing if anything that gives you more variety of styles so therefore when you're watching a wrestling match or two with two uh, competing st two clashing styles going at it makes for a great dynamic so it's like okay big guy small guy big guy's gonna probably be the power guy small guy's gonna probably do a lucha style because he's gonna try to use those acrobatics so the power guy can get can't get a hold of him so again triple mate triple hell triple relia triple mania is one of the best potentially Wrestlemania-like shows in the world because it's their version of Wrestlemania is Triple Mania and it's held this year in the Monterey Sultans uh, Baseball Park in Monterey, Mexico and my god this thing had a big opening ceremony like a huge opening ceremony but then again this is literally a national event um, Mexican wrestling is taken very seriously their performers the wrestlers are taken very they're very respected in the world meaning they are a whole status like if you're a pro wrestler you go to a restaurant you're gonna get preferred seating you're gonna get cut the wait time you know you are doing something that's almost nationalistic because it's in their pride it's in their culture same way in japan like people usually sponsor japanese wrestlers uh afterwards with meals and drinks and i'm not, not specifically people of japanese descent just people that work in japan and it's wrestlers usually if a super fan will approach you and be like hey let me sponsor you and they'll take you out to dinner and you guys can have a good conversation you, and pretty much like a one-on-one -on -one meeting greet but you're at a restaurant in public and you were probably in the biggest table there you know how that thing goes everyone coughs up money for just to meet the favorite because they're huge fans so back to triple hell yeah uh, triple mania uh opening bout was apparently supposed to be in the dark match it wasn't supposed to air on the feed uh yeah that's one of those happy accidents for the people in the act because i enjoyed this uh trios match this ladies trios match with la toxicas i'm not even joking they're not toxic attraction they're Las Toxicas, and they have some BDSM 
style gear. I'm like, okay. With the black leather mask, it definitely <laughs> it definitely fits the mood here. So these girls are obviously heels. So much so that the heel ref, Tirantes, hijo de Tirantes, is back in business. I'm like, oh, great. And they're going against a team of a sexy star, Fabi Apache, who's like a OG of the women's division, and Lady Shani, who is like a son, assuming of uh, Indian descent, or her character is Indian because she's wearing very much like that, uh, what is it called? Uh, her character looks like she's from India, like she has gear that's inspired by that. But then again, Fabi Apache isn't probably an Apache Native American, so I'm gonna go on a limb and say that, yeah, these are characters, folks. They're playing characters. That's what wrestling is, a bunch of characters in the ring. So this was a good little trios match. Uh, Sexy Star 2. I'm not sure if it's the same sexy star uh, from Lucha Underground. I'm assuming it is. Uh, she was in there. She had some revealing gear-looking gear. My God. But she looked great in the ring. Uh, La- Lady Shani was definitely holding her own. I'd never seen her before. I'm like, oh, I was really impressed by her. Uh, and Fabio Apache, you know, legend. She's definitely uh, the ring general of her squad. And I think it's definitely warranted because she definitely has earned that spot. Uh, so in the Toxica group, uh, we have three girls in La Toxica. Uh, we have, I believe, uh, La Hydra, uh, the Flame, La Flame, the Flamer, La Flame, Flamer. I think her name is uh, Flamel, and um, the Lady Maravilla, of course. And these three are heels. The real ref is on their side. You know how that goes, and they get the uh, fluke win in the end. Uh, oh, this is actually a lumberjack with straps match. Yes, a hat on a hat match. Not only are you forced to get in the stay in the ring with the lumberjacks, where every one of the rosters is pushing back in the ring, but they got straps on them like a grandma with a chancleta, like just ready to whoop your ass and get back in the damn ring and finish it. And it was a quick 10 minute, 19 second match. Uh, good opener. Again, this was a dark match. It wasn't supposed to be in the pay-per-view, but it definitely held its own. You got to kind of feel for the characters. You got to see, okay, so obviously it's the talks, La Tos, you guys are heels, but not only are they heels, they're an actual trio, so they actually have teamwork dynamics, whereas Team Sexy Star is just throwing together baby faces who are trying to, like, fight for the common good, I guess, but you can, you can never compare a throwaway team to a team that's already established, so it makes sense that the heels won this, not because of their heel tactics, but because the dynamic they have is actual team. They have a real trio there. So there's a bond there. It's chemistry. There's that whole thing. Um, this match is 10 minutes, 19 seconds. I think I already said that earlier. I'm not sure. Um, great opener. And it was fun, and it was hilarious seeing these people getting whipped with the damn... Even Tirantes himself. You know that Tirantes got uh, hit with the straps <laughs> as he was out with the, of the ringside, and they put him back in. Oh, this was a great moment where his dad, the original Dirantes, came out of the uh, commentary booth, I think it was, and he was just down there fighting off his son, saying, you've become too much of a heel because of the influence of Conan, and he's like, I'm going to show you how to be a real man, and he's like, don't hit, you don't beat no women around me here. Pretty much he was, in the end, taunting the other team uh, because he's a heel manager on top of being their referee for the match. So... This match, all in all, it was fun, exciting, but it was nothing over the top. It was just a standard gimmick match for trios. Um, I gave it a three, three out of five stars. Not bad. Pretty average. Uh, next up, we have here uh, Nueva Generación Dinamita, who are like a group of uh, CMLL 
uh, trio. They're actual brothers in real life, I believe, and it's consists of El Cuatrero, who is like the leader, uh, Sansong, who's the brolic dude of the group, and Forastero, who is more of the high flyer, I believe. So they're going against a team of Los Vipers, which is consisted of Abismo Negro Jr., Ares, and Psicosis 3. Uh, not to be confused with his father, Psychosis 2, who was in WCW with Jericho and all them, um, and RIP, so Psychosis 1, I believe, because I'm pretty sure he's passed away a while ago. Um, and they're going against another trio, so it's not just one trio against another. Um, El Poder del Norte, the Power of the North, consisted of Citito Santana, not to be confused with Tito Santana from WWE, <laughs> you know, famed Hall of Famer, Carta uh, Brava Jr., and Moca Cota Jr. I call these guys the Mexican Shield. They are literally dressed like the Shield if they were from Mexico. I love this tag team. Um, they play face or heel, depending on what they need to play, but they are just hysterically awesome to watch. They're great in the ring. They really are solid. They high fly. They have power moves. They have great tandems. They do the doomsday device. Like This was a crazy-ass trios match, a three-way trios match to determine the number one contender for the AAA World Trios Championship. So this is actually for a purpose here, not just a throwaway trios match, but for the number one contendership. Um, man, in the end, the Nuevo Generación Dinamita, NGD, they won this because these guys are so good. Less than a year into the company, because I believe they debuted last Shippermania of last year. They came and they defaulted from CMLW. CML, CMLL, sorry, my fault. And they're here to just make it Lucha Libre is more serious. They're not about all this clown shit. And when I mean clown shit, I mean literal clowns. There's so many clowns in AAA. I didn't realize how many clown gimmicks there are here. Um, but they want to make this a serious branding. It's kind of remind me of like FTR in a way because they're like, we're very old school, very standard wrestlers, and we're not liking all this liberty you guys are taking with your characters and making yourselves look like jokes so great trios match this is 13 minutes 25 seconds uh didn't feel that short it felt like it went well you saw a lot of spots back and forth i mean these teams were not leaving the ring los vipers shout out to the vipers these guys are like super cool looking like they look like if joker was a trios uh wrestlers like it, it just one guy looks like the Joker and Batman fused together. Like, he just caught my attention because he had, like, a can of aerosol hairspray and he was just lighting up on fire like a torch. Um, Psychosis, you know, Psychosis was good. Of course, I mean, he's got that family blood in him, so I know he's going to be naturally talented. So, yeah, he definitely showed out, and it was great to see him in the ring. Uh, dude looks just like his father. It's so crazy. Uh, not just the mask, obviously. Like, he just looks in the ring, like, the way he moves. He looks like he, he's, he's fluid in the ring. Uh, okay, so the trios match in the end. You had these guys, um, the again, NGD winning. Um, they were getting beat up, and out comes. Well, let's see what I had here. Uh, before this happened, we had the teaser of Taya Valkyrie finally returning to Triple H. Taya Valkyrie, who is on WWE NXT as Frankie Monet sadly let go because according to WWE she was too old for what they needed her for which is kind of bullshit 38 years old is not that old and she looks amazing for her age she looks great and she can hold she looks like an actual wrestler that has power grace beauty like she has the whole package and WWE just threw her away because of age like 
it should have called her up right away. Why was she on NXT to begin with? She should have been on the main roster because she didn't need any fine tuning. She was perfect the way she was. But because they were probably not familiar with her, even though her husband is John Morrison, you would think he would be like, hey guys, you know, she's really phenomenal. You don't need to put her on NXT, you just put her on the main roster with me. Sadly, they're both like, oh, it, that's not here or there, but she's back in AAA to kick some ass and take out Deanna um, back for the title because Deanna has, is currently holding that title on Impact, so who knows if she pops in on Impact or if Deanna has to come back to the country of Mexico to defend it there. We'll see where this dynamic takes us because now i got to follow Impact again to get the story. Cibernetico, uh, a legend returned after Conan was just talking his shit in the ring, being a heel, you know, heel uh, authority figure. Cibernetico, um, if you guys aren't familiar, was the originator of those Vipers in 19 in the 90s and 2000s. Uh, he is also a, was in the 1997 uh, WWE Royal Rumble. So if you look at the clip on YouTube, he'll pop right up uh, with a mask where it's like cybernetic. Pretty much his character is I'm a badass in the motorcycle. I'm a Terminator, and he has like one crazy eye. I guess it's a cybernetic eye. He kind of actually resembles a little bit of Bret, uh, Bret Hart. So this guy was like, all right, so whoever this guy is, I'm gonna keep an eye on him because he's now the new leader. He's, it's like Edge returning. He's like returning back from retirement or whatever he was doing. Uh, but yes, so after all this happens, this is where we get the trios match with the Vipers and the end. They're getting beat up by this uh, Dinamita team. And then that's where Sabinetti comes in to save the day. And, and they just all uh, raise their hands up and the crowd cheers for them. So again, trios match was okay. A lot of cool spots, but nothing. I mean, there was a couple of deathmatch spots with the light tubes and tables and all that. So that wasn't entertaining and crazy. I'm like, yo, they don't got rules on here. They're just going crazy. It wasn't even announced as a damn uh, no DQ or, or deathmatch. It's just they're adding these elements, people getting hurt. Okay, so for that, I'm going to give you guys a three and a half. Like, okay, I'll give you the extra half or effort. Like, you guys went there and delivered. And it's, it's an okay match. It was pretty, again, trios matches with three trios that's a lot of people to keep track of in the ring uh so it's gonna get it's confusing that's all so uh next match this is the first main event after they finally do the main event opening that was all believe it or not half that doubt everything i said was just the pre-show like wow that's crazy so they were running an hour late behind according to fight according to twitter and all that stuff so you know it's whatever happened it worked out because the show wasn't entertaining from i mean whatever wasn't supposed to air to what did i mean there was a lot going on and i felt like they didn't really cut anything short everything flew really fast i mean some matches felt long but with purpose because there are so many people on every card uh so like Bresa, which consists of uh puma king who used to be in cmlo uh sam adonis and dmt azul uh versus dave the clown a murder clown and chessman so i guess the clowns of the triple uh, a this match was fucking crazy i don't know how to say it any other way it was nuts they went balls to the wall to get hurt not intentionally i, I hope not because that shit was just fire i mean it was crazy there were some crazy spots where i i love lovingly refer to sam adonis as Corey graves brother because he is the younger brother of Corey graves I don't say that as a joke. I say that as a teehee, kind of like, you know, Easter egg. Yes, Corey Graves is brother. And he's here, he's a tall guy. He's probably like 6'5 or something. This guy is very tall, muscular looking. He comes in with the American flag and he's very much decked out in some cool tights. 
he's there you can tell he's super heel mode and then of course puma king very look much looking like a heel it's dmt so like they both look like heel because all the diamonds are in their mask and like i guess the rhinestones you know they look like they're, they're i think they're hot shit pretty much and then dave the clown murder clown chessman are just looking like freaking juggalos in the ring so that you know that goes um this match was cool i mean it was tr a regular trios match just two teams uh it lasted about 14 minutes 20 seconds which wasn't bad i mean so much happened here uh crazy match again in the end like Preston won but after they won and they were celebrating chessman was on a journey and somehow Sam Adonis thought it was a good idea to freaking do a backwards moonsault or I guess that was how you do a moonsault out of the ring on top of him nearly misses him because he's such a tall ass dude and this motherfucker literally just lands head first on Chessman's knee like yo he could have fucking died like this dude is wild like this nigga's crazy <laughs> I'm watching this like this motherfucker okay so that was a crazy spot for something that was not necessary for you could have done a post-match beatdown so much easier you don't gotta be all flashy trying to hurt yourself but he was okay they checked on him and he was okay that match was a lot of offense a lot of people in the middle there was even a girl uh manager there who looked like i swear to god like a harley quinn slash shotzi blackheart like she looked like if shotzi blackheart was dressed as harley quinn from the comic books not from the films and I'm like, okay, this makeup on this clown girl, but she's not with the clowns, she's with the empresa. I'm like, okay, I'm so confused right now because one would assume the girl clown would be hanging out with the team of clowns, the trio of clowns, and no, it's not the case. And I'm like, wow, I really made a bad judgment call. I'm assuming that just because they're a clown, they're in the same faction. No, there's just a community, I guess, of clowns down here. So it's not just a couple. There's a lot, and they're not always on the same side of things, just like most people in real life. I'm like, all right, so I got to stop being so judgmental and assuming. So there's that, and I'm just making a fake tirade of myself. Like, come on, man, stop saying because it looks a certain way. <laughs> they should all be together. But yeah, so that was a cool match. Craziness, all the spots had me like scared in my seat. I was like, whoa, this match is fire. Like, it's just so much good offense. Uh, Chesman is a veteran. He was holding his own. But, of course, um, they gave him the outs here. Uh, but as the winning was, I expected. These guys are new faction here. They're exactly what I figure they are. They're like some corporate shit. Because then Impressa is Enterprise, right? So they're going to be like this corporate heel faction of rich snobs who are just in there to be played dirty and get shit done and leave and bounce so i like it i like what they got going here triple a some story building here so next match on the card was the la facción il gobernable which is awesome the gobernables are still part of uh mexican lucha with uh, consisting of dragon lee real life brothers of dragon lee and tralistico and they're going against Laredo Kid and Willie Mack from Impact. Okay, Willie Mack. This was a regular tag match. It lasted about 13 minutes, 54 seconds. But my gosh, this was an entertaining match because Willie Mack was in there. And he was going in, dancing to some old uh, Spanish music I heard back in the days. La Bomba. That song was throwback. I'm like, yo, he's just there. And then, of the course, the smiles happened. They all started fighting after. Like, all right, enough of that. And it's good back and forth here. You know, Willie Mack holding his own. Laredo Kid doing his thing. Because Laredo Kid's really good in this company. I mean, he's good anywhere he's been. I've, every match he's in Laredo Kid, I've been impressed. Uh, Dragon Lee, of course, amazing. And Drillistico. I'm not familiar with Drillistico, but the fact that they're siblings, I'm assuming they're 
very much similar style. I know they're all, they're both Andrade's cousins in real life, so hopefully one day we'll get that cr crossover because it could happen considering AAA and AEW work together, so why not down the road, right? And in the end, the Faccion y Gomenable wins, and it, rightly so, because again, the Laredo Kid, no offense to him and Willie Mack, they were thrown together tag team, so you know, that whole thing. The running theme here that established tag teams are gonna win this and throw together teams, even though their baby faces aren't gonna just go over just because. Uh, again, this match was solid. I'd say it's a good three and a half stars. It wasn't amazing, it wasn't terrible, it was very fun and I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was it was cool stuff. Um, great work by Dragon Lee and to go great tandem of tag teams here. Um, my gosh, they're freaking athletic. So, so yeah. Okay, so next up we have FTR versus, of course, it was consisting of Cash Wheeler and Jax Hardwood. And they are accompanied by Vicky Guerrero, who is there pretty much as their translator slash manager. And my gosh, they somehow <laughs> get a hold of one of the Spanish announcers. Uh, he is essentially a former WWE Spanish announcer. Uh, he works now in AAA, and he is one of the best announcers I've ever heard in my life. This guy keeps the energy up. Listen, if you're going to watch this pay-per-view, it's $20 in fight. Watch the Spanish commentary. Do not put on the English one. The English commentary, I feel like they're blue. they were bored out of their minds. If, even if you don't speak Spanish, you can get the energy from the Spanish announce team. It just They're just so lit, the whole match, and they're so like passionate. And they really got into it and like, okay, things are going the right way. Let's go. And this was a great uh, no-DQ match. Uh, there was ladders to get the belts on top. Um, a lot of shenanigans with Vicky, and who threw dust into Penta's eyes. Um, this is after he got his mask tied to a rope like they did in AEW, and he took the mask off, and then Phoenix took the mask for him. Uh, Phoenix was kind of like not really much in the match compared to Vince. So I think he's still injured from the previous time that he was in the ring, because he hasn't been wrestling on TV in a while either, so you got that whole thing going. Um, this was an okay match. It's great to see FTR in Mexico. That's one of the main reasons I got the pay-per-view. I wanted to see the quote-unquote super American, you know, throwback wrestlers out of their elements in the place, the, the land of flippy flips, and they're all about not that. They're, they're anti-flips. They're just about fists and kicks, and the fact they're out of their elements, like a fish out of water in a country that probably would hate their guts, but then they go full-on, you know, anti-nationalists and heels, like, America's better, Mexico sucks, like, oh gosh, they're going this route, but of course, it's cheap heat, they need to build it, and who else better than the most, like, standard American tag team in the world, the one that, like, literally follows it to a T, who are, by the book, very much old-school wrestling, not that they're wrestle like old guys, they just wrestle very traditional from back in the days, and that's very much established with deep south wrestling and all that stuff, so I get it, I get it, it fits their characters well to be douchebags and be super, like, <laughs> xenophobic, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but again, it's a show, folks, like, you gotta make bad guys, it makes sense, who are you gonna cheer for, the good guys, who in the end wins, the bad guys, because, my gosh, so many heels are winning this damn triple mania, uh, where do I start, again, there were some shenanigans with Dax and Cash here, uh, to get a low blow on Penta as he was going upstairs, and they super kicked Dax in the face after he was groveling and kissing Penta's shoes, but that was a fun spot right there, um, but the whole match was just pretty much like, okay, it wasn't the worst 
tag matchups even these two, but you can tell the chemistry still needs to be built there between the Lucha Bros and FTR. And I think this is the best way to do it because it felt like they kind of had pieces of their own. Okay, like for example, Dax and Cash had some tag team moves that they did together. They were really solid, very grounded, but you know, catapulting Penta. Um, my gosh, that guy's like a rocket, but he got destroyed in this match. It, it was a lot going on. I think he took a tobe to the face onto the guardrail. I'm like, man, he's he's used to that. That's the least of his worries. But it was a really solid match. I'm going to give this one uh, 4.0 because it was super entertaining, especially with the people in ringside who were like trying to touch at Dax in the game. He was not having it. He was like, come at me. And the kid ran up. I don't know it was a kid. It was like a young adult, probably skinny guy. who was trying to like tap his shoulder and just ran away. Like, oh, that's a fun spot there. But yes, they're all dressed up in all-American gear. Like back when Dynamite Kid and Eddie Guerrero were a tag team. And I guess there were heels in Mexico or something. So again, very anti-American heels. And even though Vicky is Mexican herself, she's playing this foreign heel move to the states and is now too good for her own people because she's a rich snob that whole thing but this is a great tag match ftr retains which they should because they just got the belts not too long ago and i can't wait to see where this storyline goes with uh lucha bros versus ftr and when they win the u.s belts again in aw and we'll see if that happens soon but since the pinnacle is a thing they could always interrupt and cause some sort of uh shenanigans or if it's going to be a straight-up wrestling match and they're both going to have to like really out-wrestle each other, which I kind of hope is the latter. So, that being said, uh, we'll move on to the next match, another trios match here with Psycho Clown, Pagano, and Kane Velasquez, exactly, UFC heavyweight, ex, former UFC ex heavyweight champion, Kane Velasquez, who's dressed as a freaking devil, like a 1950s devil costume with the pencil mustache and everything. That's his gear. I'm like, oh gosh, he's still in the mass wrestling thing. Even though you got a face here that the world knows, people know who Kane Velasquez is. He's a freaking household name. If you watch mixed martial arts or even just casual UFC guys, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's the guy that destroyed Lesnar in the ring. Like, yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> Considering how Lesnar's built this big old uh, beast of a man on WWE. So, you know. You think they would do the same Triple A with Kane Velasquez, but no, he's one of the boys. Even though he's like six foot five, six, I don't know, and solid, like solid body. The guy definitely works out. He looks better now than he did years ago, to be honest. So there's, there's that. Um, this trio's match was cool. I mean, it, it was, um, it was all right. It was okay. Okay, so sorry, sorry, my fault. So it was Psycho Clown Pagano, Kane Velasquez versus L.A. Park, and not to confuse with L.A. Park. Uh, Los Mercenarios of Rey Scorpion and Torus. This was really fun. I mean, in the end, I believe uh, Kane won because L.A. Park got cocky and his sons came in to distract Kane, but they and uh, the good guys actually won one. Like, finally, the good guys can win something here. Sheesh, they've lost so many matches. It's all time to win one. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, the main event was the main... Oh, wait, I didn't rate this. I'm jumping the gun here. I'm sorry. It's been a long day at work, and I'm trying to do this as fast as possible just to get the review out because I am exhausted and want to sleep. Okay, so main event time. Before we start that, this trios match, I'm going to give it four out of five stars. Very entertaining. Cain Velasquez looks strong, even though he was going head to toe with 
toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe with L.A. Al Park. He was a bigger dude, you know, he's older, but he's way older. But with the mask on, he can't tell age, obviously, but you know what I mean. He's, you know he's definitely up there in age. Uh, those Mercenarios are okay. They didn't seem all that great. They just seemed like a knockoff version of the freaking Poder del Norte. Like, I'm like, okay, more of these, more guys in flak jackets and military fatigues. Boring, like, uh, I mean, nothing against Ray Scorpion. He seems like a guy that actually holds titles, but in this match, they weren't they weren't exactly the highlight. They didn't stand out as much as I thought they would. Um, and then those, but those, I mean, come on, the guy's in, the guy's in freaking uh, Impact, so he definitely is getting his name out there. And yeah, Black Totos is a intimidating, strong guy, and he looks great in Decay when he's in Impact, and he's even better here in AAA. Like, something about him, he just, when he's in his element, he just seems more natural. I feel like in an Impact, he has to kind of wrestle in American style, but then again, six-sided ring versus four-sided ring. The dynamics are a little different, but in here, he was holding his own, and he looked really good in the ring, and I really saw it, but yeah, this match was all right. I, again, I give it a three and a half. Um, no, I gave it a four, yes, because Elia Park definitely and and Cain Velasquez both together on opposing teams brought the house down. So I give it to those guys. They did great. Um, and now it's time for the main event. Uh, it's a five-way for the belt for the mega championship. Uh, we have AEW representatives with Bobby Fish and Jay Leto. Uh, we have the AAA representative and Hijo de Vikingo. And free agent uh, Samurai del Sol and current Ring of Honor world champion and free agent Bandido. So this was a great main event. I knew all these guys in the main event card. <laughs> I've seen Bandido live. He's pretty awesome. I've seen Samurai del Sol as Calisto live. Uh, I've seen uh, Jay Lethal live. I've seen Bobby Fish wrestle. I've not seen Hijo de Vikingo, but he's a younger guy. He's a up and coming guy who is gonna be the next guy. Like he's gonna be the guy. My gosh, did he show out in this main event? What a freaking main event that was! It was it was lit. The whole match was was just a lot of back and forth. There's it was a slow build where all this you know they're all just holding hands like almost like. Uh, locking in and back and forth, and there's a lot of offense. Bobby Fish did some did some damage here. Uh, Jay Lethal, my gosh, this guy's phenomenal. He pulled all, he didn't hold back at all. Like he pulled all the stunts. Like he treated this like a proper main event. And I, I bet they had the time of their lives in the ring. They were just, you can tell from the energy of the crowd. They were behind Bobby Fish chanting his name. They were chanting Jay Lethal. Bandito, of course. Bandito's a freaking legend in Mexico. I mean, he's not a legend. He's not that old. I'm saying he just is known. He's very popular. Um, and again, former CMLL guy defected to AAA. So AAA, whatever CMLL is doing then, they're doing some bad business because they're letting go some of the best talent in the world who are currently working with one of the biggest companies in America and in, in also in Japan with New Japan and and AEW in the States. So, you know what I'm saying? You're kind of misfumbling the bag here. So unless the MLL teams up with WWE, man, they got to do something because, my gosh, they're going to be left in the dust. But um, great main event. Love the aspect of it. Um, the end... Uh, <laughs> Vikingo, my gosh, this dude has done some crazy flips I've not seen before. Like, he defies gravity type, like Dante Martin types of flips that he's a bit faster. It doesn't look like he was floating. He's just going out there, like, fluid. And, um, yeah, so in the end, uh, he pins Samurai del Sol to become the current and new mega champion of the world of AAA, Lucha. My gosh, this pay-per-view. There was a lot of ups and downs. Mexican wrestling is very unpredictable. They do not hold back. 
injuries happen to plenty or disregard for your life my gosh let's just say that there's a wildness to this and I love every aspect of it I love Lucha Libre because it's men and women who go in there and they play superheroes and superheroes don't complain superheroes the are impervious not invincible but they're definitely impervious of certain things and my man this is a great show this is so much fun I brought I watched it with friends I saw it live and it was one of those shows I'm like you know what I'm gonna buy it it's affordable enough first year they had it on an app which is on fight TV I'm like finally because a couple years ago you're able to see it through quote-unquote illegal streams on Twitch or somewhere on YouTube but now we have actually have a high-definition quality affordable pay-per-view on fight.tv i'm like finally so i can watch it in my living room and with a big screen tv that i just bought and i had so much fun with this thing it was so good um other than all the main event was four four stars for me no 4.5 i gotta be legit it was some phenomenal wrestling crazy moves i haven't seen much in Everyone was in there to looking like they were gonna win it, so it made everyone look strong, no one look weak. And again, it's a five-way, five-way match. I mean, all you need is one. The best one push to be knocked out. You know, there's not just a one-on-one. It's a lack of eyes. You need more pair of eyes to keep your eyes on everyone at once. <laughs> but yeah, this show was lit. This was definitely one of my favorites of the year for wrestling. And I needed something like this where it was just some levity. They don't take it so hard. Um, not that they're not serious, but there's something to say for having fun in the ring. And a lot of these performers, when they're having fun, these wrestlers were in there kicking ass, but also having the time of their lives in the process. So there's that. Um, this has been Triple Mania 2021. Um, all in all, one of the more fun pay-per-views. I would have loved to see Kenny defend his belt. That would have been awesome, but sadly, the man is injured. Kenny Omega is currently injured, and he's been stripped of his title, AAA, and he's going to be gone for a very long time until they heal him all up and he can go back on his rounds. But until then, um, congratulations to Hijo de Vikingo. You definitely got... I mean, I already had my eyes on you on site for like the future, but... Definitely something I'm going to keep an eye out. Of course, I can't wait to see Bandido pop up in other promotions, wink, wink, nod, nod, because he's currently free and is not in a contract, so he can go around. He can probably show up on Strong. He'll probably show up on Impact. He'll show up anywhere because he has that freedom for now. Um, and of course, Samurai the Soul. How can he, how he's still not signed, I don't know. This guy has all the tools. You know, the former Kalisto, this guy really can speak on the mic and carry himself well. He just looks like a megastar. But we'll see what happens on the road. Of course, Bobby Fish, Fall Guy for Adam Cole, uh, former Undisputed Era teammate. Uh, I don't know where this leads. This this road leads all of them, and but definitely it opens their eyes to new horizons, uh, more travel. Maybe they could bring AW to AAA and have like a nice co-branding uh, synergy type of that. I don't know who knows. Maybe uh, I'm projecting too much, but I know that Impact wrestlers are going down there. A lot of Impact talents going there, but also AAA talents going to Impact as well. So there is a good partnership there. So we'll see where this goes. But thank you all for listening to these ramblings of myself. Um, this was definitely a fun match to watch. If you haven't seen it, it's on Fight.TV again for $20, English or Spanish. They give you both. You don't have to pay for either. They give you both. So you can literally go back and forth and watch the review over in a different language if you want to. Be my guest. Go for it. And it probably makes it more entertaining that way too because... The, vi- the stories and the visuals, not in the words. So, okay, so with that being said, I am the 
Mike for Hire, Podcast Mercenary, the Porter and Kaiju himself, Christian Joe Ramos, signing off till next time. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you so much. Stay tuned for the next one. Until then, take care, stay safe, and keep watching Lucha. I'm out. <laughs>